Welcome to the Effectual Fervent Prayer Podcast, where we pray to God using the Word of God concerning the things that concern you. I don't know about you, but when I pray, I want my prayers to reach heaven. We know God is going to do His part. And so, here's to us doing ours. Are you ready to pray? Hey fam, it's your girl Darlicia Menzi, aka Fervent Servant, and I want to welcome you to the Effectual Fervent Prayer Podcast. I am your host and intercessor for today's episode, and I'm ready to get into it. So y'all, I woke up this week just on a great note, very excited about everything that God is doing. And somewhere along the line, I started to have these feelings of resentment. I started having these bothersome, frustrated feelings about all the things that are going on in my life that just, they want so bad. Y'all listen, they want so badly to overwhelm me. They want so badly to take my joy. You know, the enemy be mad when you be on mission for God. He be mad when you put yourself in a position to hear from Holy Spirit every day. He be mad when lives be changing because of how you obey God. He be mad when God perform miracles in your life. The devil be so mad. He's so jealous and he's such a hater that he will try to take the very good things of God in your life and make them seem overwhelming, make them seem like too much, make you feel burdened down, make you feel like you're not enough. And he's just such a hater. (laughs) He's such a hater. So the other day I was dealing with a lot. I was working on some assignments, some things that I have going on. I had a lot in my mind. I had a lot on my plate and I had a lot on my to-do list. And people were just coming out of the woodworks, calling, texting, needing something, needing clarity, needing information, needing help. And I'm just like, oh, I'm sick of helping right now. And if you know Darlicia, that's not necessarily the case. I love helping. (laughs) I love seeing people thrive. I love seeing people win. I love seeing people, you know, informed and educated and walking in their anointing and walking in power and believing with faith. And so I'm like, this is an attack from the enemy. He knows that in the past, overwhelm has caused me to shut down. Overwhelm has caused me to become mad, to be offended. Overwhelm has called me to walk away from things and you know, give up hope in people. Overwhelm has caused that for me in the past. And so his tricks are the same. Nothing that he does is new. His tricks are the same. So he tried to throw that my way again. And I expressed my frustration. I talked it out with my husband, talked with the sister about it. But I went to sleep on him. And when I woke up, completely new day. Let me tell you how fickle emotions are. Let me tell you how fickle feelings are, y'all. They are real. They're ruling your body. They're ruling your mind. But guess what? They're not the truth. You actually experience them, yes, but they're not the lasting truth. And I wanted to encourage somebody in that today before we move on. Just know that what you're feeling right now is a light temporary affliction, but it's not worthy to be compared to the glory that is going to be revealed through you in Christ Jesus. Okay? Let me encourage you in that today before we move on. But as I was preparing for this podcast, I could just hear God saying when I woke up after being uh, tender and frustrated and anxious and and uh, the, the real word is um, what's the word? Um, it's not even bitter. It's just a frustration. I can't get the word out of my mind right now, but it was just such a frustrated resentment that is I, after feeling some resentment about some something. 
I was like, I don't want to hold on to this. I don't want this to be the story because feelings would tell me that this is the the final judgment. And it's not. It's not. It's just a momentary thing that's trying to consume me. But I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. And as I was thinking about this resentment, as I was thinking about us having anxious thoughts and the devil playing with our mind and with our hearts and with our emotions and things that, you know, are that we care about and that we're very good at, you know, and that are surrounding us and that are a part of our everyday. As he does that, I was thinking about or Holy Spirit actually gave me um, this story about about Paul, the Apostle Paul in second. What is it? Second, second Corinthians in second Corinthians 12. Um, 11 and 12, the apostle Paul is kind of talking about some of his sufferings for Christ, some of the things that he's had to endure and how he endured, you know, how he kept the right heart or the right mindset or whatever the case may be. And in chapter 12, he was talking about boasting. And I thought this was so good. Um, if you will allow me to read it for you, it says, and this is the Christian standard version, Christian standard Bible. It says boasting is necessary. It is not profitable. But I will move on to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a man in Christ who was caught up to the third heaven 14 years ago. Whether he was in the body or out of the body, I don't know. God knows. I know that this man, whether in the body or out of the body, I don't know. God knows. Was caught up into paradise and heard inexpressible words, which a human being is not allowed to speak. I will boast about this person, but not about myself, except of my weakness. He goes on to say here in verse six, for if I want to boast, I wouldn't be a fool. I could boast about it. If I want to, I wouldn't be a fool because I would be telling the truth. Now, some of us, we got some stuff that we telling the truth about that we could boast about. But listen to this. But I will spare you so that no one can credit me with something beyond what he sees in me or hears from me. I'm not trying to make my own case about it. Let other people boast on me from what they experience, from what they see and what they hear. But when I'm boasting on myself, that's a different story. Y'all see that? It says it right there in verse six. It says, especially because of the extraordinary revelations. So this ain't even because of me. I can say this for myself, y'all. What you hear, and good morning, Holy Spirit, what you hear on these podcasts, what you hear in the she share, wherever you experience me. I ain't coming with that myself. <laughs> that was purely given from the Holy Spirit. So I can't boast because if he didn't give it to me, I wouldn't have it. I promise you I wouldn't have no content without him. Therefore, so that I would not exalt myself, a thorn in the flesh was given. Hear that. A thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to torment me so that I would not exalt myself. This was given to me by a messenger of Satan, Paul says, so that I would not exalt myself, so that I wouldn't get the big head, so that I wouldn't be walking around here like I'm all that and thinking other people are just peons, so that I wouldn't be going around boasting about myself everywhere, thinking that I'm just so full of greatness. Like you are full of greatness, but that don't mean you got to go talking about it everywhere like that. You see what I'm saying, y'all? <laughs> so concerning this, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it would leave me. This is Paul. He says, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it would leave me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is perfected in weakness. He didn't tell him, all right, I'll take it away. He didn't tell him, all right, you're never going to have to deal with this again. He didn't tell him any of those things. While some things God may give um, may take away from you while some things you may be able to live without that have bothered you for years and years and years. There are a few things. There are a few things not deadly, not detrimental to your walk, not things that are going to keep you away from God or make you boast. 
There are a few things like Paul is saying here that's going to stick with you in order to help you remain humble, in order to keep you right where God needs you to be so that you don't go off doing your own thing. This is, it got to be true for me because the enemy, he would know. He knows, he knows that my mind has always been an area of attack. He knows this has always been an entry part, an entry point. What does Darlisha think about this? How does she feel about this? And just processing every, what did they say? What did they mean? And then what happened after this? And then I create a whole story in my head. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Are you like that at all? Whatever it is for you, he knows the entry point. He knows what's going to get you. And so Paul says here, I was gifted. <laughs> I was gifted a thorn in my flesh so that I would be reminded of the fact that I'm not doing this on my own. It's interesting. He said, I prayed three times, but he said, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is perfected in weakness. Therefore, I will most gladly boast all the more about my weaknesses. He said, and I ain't even going to boast about how great I am at this point. I'm going to boast about how weak I am. Why? So that Christ's power may reside in me. So I take pleasure in weaknesses, insults, listen, weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and in difficulties for the sake of Christ. He said, I take pleasure for when I am weak, then I am strong. I'm only strong. I'm only really able to boast when God has done something in me, when he's done something for me. It's really not my boast to have. It's not my boast to carry. It's really God's because he did it. He said that God told him, the Lord told him, where you are weak, I am strong. So Paul said, okay, bet. He said, bet. Since when I'm weak, you strong, I'm about to be boasting in my weaknesses <laughs> so that I can be strong in you so that you can be strong in me, actually. He flipped that thing around, okay? My husband would call that a cere cerebral assassin, make you think one thing. <laughs> wow. And so then... After I read that and got that revelation, I was led to Psalm 139. And now this is David. You know, David be praying some stuff, y'all. He be praying some stuff. And in Psalm 139, that's the psalm that really talks about how God knows us. Like he knows the very hairs on our head. He knows us inside and out before we were in our mothers. When we love that passage because it gives us confidence in who we are and God and how much he loves us. But down in verse 23 and 24. It says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Know my heart. Test me. Did you know he told God to test him? Some things we ain't going to find out until we're tested. I may not have figured out there was some resentment in me. I may not have figured out that I was too impatient. I may not have figured out that I didn't conquer this certain area that I thought I was already I was already strong in or I had victory over. I may not have uh, realized that I get an attitude when this, that, and the third happens. I may not have realized that this get on my nerve, whatever the case is for you. You may not realize those things until you're tested. Because God want to see, like, what's really there? And, you know, we test it. The answers come out. Now, ain't nothing we can prepare for. A test A test typically ain't nothing that you didn't sit down and study for when it, with God. It's something that springs up. He want to see. He want to see what's in you. And so David said, test me and know my concerns. He says, see if there is any offensive way. I know that's things I've dealt with. And I've dealt with offense so much in my past. Being offended and other people being offended by me. I've dealt with offense so much in my past. David said, test me and see if there's any offensive way in me. Lead me in the way everlasting. My God. He says, search me, know me, test me, see me, lead me. Know me, search me, know me, test me. This is good. See me, lead me. These are the things that he's praying to God that he's wanting help on because he know David know. Go read his story. David know he was a wreck. David know he needed some help. Just like Paul. He said, hey, hey, 
I need some help over here. I'm not perfect. I don't got this together. I got this thorn in my side. I got this woman in my bed. Hello, somebody. I know I didn't set somebody up. I know I didn't done some foul stuff. I know. Search me. If there's any offensive way, come. Can you lead me in the path everlasting, Holy Spirit? Can you lead me, Lord? God, can you come and make it right? I had to go read this, y'all. And I read that in the Christian Standard Version, but I had to go read it in the uh, King James Version because it gives me certain words that I can go look up in the back of my book with my keyword study Bible. And so here in the King James, it says, search me, oh God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. Go ahead and try me and see if there be any wicked way. That's what it says in the King James, any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So I went to the back of the book to go look up the word wicked, y'all. I'm going to tell you what I mean. You ready? I went to the back of the book and I looked up the word wicked and wicked says an idol. (laughs) See if there be any idol in me. Another definition is pain. See if there be any bodily or mental pain in me. That's what I was dealing with with resentment. That's a mental pain. Resentment, bitterness, unforgiveness, indecision, anxious thoughts, depression, all the things that we deal with, y'all, that you deal with, that I deal with, whoever deals with that's listening to this. That's a mental pain. Okay, what about in your body? If you're dealing with arthritis, cancer, you're dealing with uh, sciatica, you're dealing with vertigo, you're dealing with headaches, you're dealing with migraines, you're dealing with a joint problem, you're dealing with aches and pains. That's a pain. That's a wicked thing in your body. It don't belong there. Hmm. Thank you, God. It says sorrow. This definition of wicked also is sorrow. If there's sadness. There's a mental disconnection. There's a dark cloud hanging over you. Yeah. That's what it says. It says a masculine noun meaning pain, image, idol, like the noun itseb. This word is derived from the verb etseb. It can be used to depict the physical pain of childbirth. Y'all know that hurts. A painful way, meaning a harmful habit. Hear this, a harmful habit. Do you have any harmful habits in your life right now? I'm not going to call out any because I don't want to have an offendable way. But you know what those um, harmful habits are. Those things that you really don't have no business doing that really don't do your body or your mind or your spirit any good. Those things that are adding to the weight, not even on your just on your body, but in your spirit, on your mind. You know, those things that just are not leading you forward in the future. They're not they're not creating an atmosphere for you to thrive. Those things. Those things, those things that keep you in offense, those things that keep you mad at people, that th- that keep you mad at yourself, that keep you looking in the mirror, talking down on yourself. Those things, y'all. Wow. And the sorrow and hardship of the Babylonian exile. It says in the final passage, this word is in parallel with rogaz, meaning disquiet or turmoil. David says, search me. Search me and see if there be any wicked way. Is there any turmoil? Is there anything disquieted in me? Is there anything that's screaming, screaming in me that isn't getting your attention, that isn't that isn't leading me closer to you? Is there anything in me, oh God, that is idolatrous? Is there anything in me that's taking your place? If there's any way in me that is causing me mental or physical pain, is there anything in me? Is there anything? If there is, try me so that we can so we can see it come to the surface. Try me so that we can see it come to the surface. Some things are deep down, y'all. They're deep. They're deep seated. They're deep rooted. 
and you don't deal with it. You stuff them down so far that you didn't deal with it. So you don't recognize that it's still there. Are you trying to forget that it's still there? But just as David prayed, you ought to pray. God, search me. Know my heart. Try me and see if there be any wicked way. See if there be any offendable way. See if there be any tumultuous way. See if there be any hard way. See if there be any painful way. And then lead me. Lead me in the way everlasting. Lead me in the way everlasting. God, take me forward, God. I'm tired of going back. I'm tired of experiencing the same thing. I know that I may have a thorn in my side like Paul had, but God, your word said you gave him the promise and it applies to me too, that your strength is made perfect in my weakness. Y'all ready to pray? I already know you got into it. God, your strength is made perfect in our weakness. We said we read it right there in 2 Corinthians in 12. According to your word, God, we're going to give you your word back because you respond to your word. According to your word in 2 Corinthians 12, your strength is made perfect in our weakness, oh God. So we bring our weaknesses before you, God. Expose us to ourselves, Lord God. Put your hands on us, God. Lead us in the way of everlasting like David prayed here in Psalm 139, uh, 24. God, we thank you for hearing our prayers. We thank you for searching us and showing us We thank you for correcting us because you correct those that you love. You chastise those that you love, God. You want the best out of us, so you're going to pull it out. You go, you, this is it. You want the best out of us, so you're going to pull out the worst in us. So that all that is left is the best of you. Hallelujah. You want the best for us, so you're going to pull out the worst of us. You're going to get rid of it. You're going to bring it to the surface so that you can deal with it, so that we can deal with it, so that all is left is the best of you. My God, you're awesome. My God, you are worthy. My God, you're deserving of all of our praise. God, the prayer is as simple as that. Test us. That's an uncomfortable prayer to pray. It's a dangerous prayer to pray, but it's a necessary one. God, test us. Know our heart. Know our anxious thoughts. Know our wicked thoughts. Know those painful places. Know those memories that take us back. Know those things that trigger us. I was dealing with resentment. I was dealing with frustration because of how things have happened for me in the past. But that doesn't have to be my story. That doesn't have to be my sister or brother's story who's listening to this podcast. God, you are in control. We're not led by our feelings. We're led by faith. We're led by the spirit. So God, I thank you that you know us. You search us. You try us. Yes. You know us. You lead us in the way everlasting. Thank you for being perfected in our weaknesses, God. He says, so I'm going to boast in my weaknesses because guess what? When I boast in my weaknesses, I can always be made strong in you because you're going to come in. So I'm going to boast that I don't got it together. I'm going to boast that I do need help in this area. I'm going to boast that I struggle right here. I'm going to boast about that because guess what? I'm giving myself over to you, God, for you to come in and be God. Come in and be God. Come in and be God. I don't got it all together. And I don't have to feel guilty about that because if I could have done it for myself, what would I need God for? And God, we need you. Hey, I'm going to be the first one to say, God, we need you. Look, let me say it for myself. I need you, God. I suck at life on my own. But with you, my God, things become possible. 
Things become alive. Things become worth it. They become worthwhile, God, when I give over my weaknesses to you so that you can come and fill the space. Fill me, not just the spaces. Fill all of me. Fill all of my sister and brother listening right now. God, you're worthy. Hallelujah, you're worthy. You're worthy. And so, God, we just thank you. We thank you for hearing our prayers and we thank you for responding to our prayers. We know that that means a testing is coming. But God, your grace is sufficient that even as the test comes, even as you search us to make sure there's no offender, offendable way in us, God, even as God, we're experiencing this thorn in our side. Your word declares that your grace is sufficient. So, God, we declare that your grace is sufficient and we believe you. And we lean and depend on you, God. We wait and we hope and we glory in you, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, have your way. Amen. Amen. Did that bless y'all? That blessed me so good. Can I have a transparent moment? I recorded this podcast and it kept stopping. Every time I got to two minutes, the, the, the recording just stopped. So I had to start again, stop, start again, start. So I had to keep picking up where I left off the first time I recorded it. I'm re- recording this for like the fifth time. Because this was a word that we needed to hear. And I pray that it has reached you. I know that God gave this to me for you. I know that he did because he gave me the scriptures. He gave me where to go. Holy Spirit said, this is what they need to hear. So I pray that you'll receive this word. I pray that you won't be so hard on yourself that you don't allow God to be God. I pray that you will accept your role. Your man, he's God. Let him be God in your life. You don't have to have it all together. You don't have to have it all together to come before him. You just have to be transparent and honest. You have to be naked before him so that he can come and clothe you in righteousness. So he can come and clothe you in peace. If you come with your clothes on already, what is he supposed to give you? What is he supposed to put on you? How is he supposed to adorn you? So come before him naked. Hallelujah. That's a word from God. Come before him naked so that he can clothe you. Don't come before him like you got it all together. Come before him as a little child, the word says. Come before him as a little child so that he can be your father. Don't come before him as a lawyer with, with a with statue already, with, with position and power already. Don't come before him like that. You go out like that. You come before him as a little child. You come before him as someone needing support, someone needing help. You come before him as like you would a customer going into a body shop. Hey, my muffler. Hey, my, uh, my lights. Hey, my engine. Hey. My gas tank. Hey, my tire. Come before him like that. God, my heart is messed up today. I need some work. Can you fit me in? (laughs) God, my mouth. My mouth is a little reckless today. Can you come fit? God, my mind is taking over these thoughts. God, I got a pain in my side over here. Can you touch and heal? Come before him like he's an auto body shop. Like you need him's help. You need his help. Recognize that you need his help and just accept it. Because if you could do it for yourself, you would have done it by now. Isn't that right? My God, he's powerful. I love you guys so much. I want you to be encouraged. I want you to be encouraged. Be encouraged. You have a God who loves you. Who's not looking for perfection. He's looking for obedience. He's looking for humility and submission he's looking for you to come naked before him so that he could clothe you in Jesus' name wow this has been an amazing time together i can't wait to chat with you guys again and pray with you next week but share this with someone i want you to literally 
Send the link to this podcast to someone's text message. Send it to their inbox. Post it on your page because if this is blessing you, then it's going to bless someone else. Thank you guys for your support. And as always, stay fervent.